Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Jessica, an outdoorsy teacher who loves finding new ways to upcycle old treasures, and I'm here with my sister, Beth. Hi, I'm Beth. I am a casual blogger and growing Disney enthusiast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I can vouch for that one. (laughs) We are here to give you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks for how to save money and be fabulous. Don't chase somebody. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Cause you're the boss now. Tell the daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. On today's episode, it's everything Disney. Well, everything Disneyland. Yes. It's, you know, the happiest place on earth. So yes. that seems pretty funful and fabulous. <laughs> so funful and fabulous. Exactly. Um, but it's not really what you think of as frugal. Definitely and it not. is an investment. It's something you, you know, choose to spend money on. But we do have some tips for you, Beth particularly, to make it more cost effective, more frugal, but still get get the most bang out of your buck. How about that? Yes, that's right. So I just want to preface by saying that I write a blog that said, if you want a frugal vacation, camp in your backyard, don't go to Disneyland. Disneyland <laughs> is never going to be the cheapest place to go on a vacation. Right. So I just want to preface by saying, I know that a lot of people, like they have, they have these shirts that people buy at Disneyland that say things like most magical place on earth or whatever. And I saw a guy wearing one that said like most expensive day ever, because it's like, yes. it's just such an expensive day, but it is very fun. So all that to say, we know that Disneyland is not the most frugal place mm-hmm. on earth. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to go, there are some frugal ways to get there and to save a bit of money. So we're here to share those with you. Coming up later in the episode, we have an interview with my friends Emily and Jeremy. Emily and Jeremy are some of the most Disney enthusiasts. Disney, that's not how you say that. Disney enthusiastic. (laughs) The biggest Disney enthusiasts. Some, yeah. Emily and Jeremy are some of the biggest Disney enthusiasts that I know, and they have a ton of great tips. Emily is... I think where I got my love from for Disney from. It's definitely where you got the love for Disney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she has some great tips and her husband, Jeremy, too, later on in the podcast. But for now, I'm going to share my kind of top five tips and then we'll hear from Emily and Jeremy. So first thing is travel and lodging. So as we talked about in episode two with travel, you just need to factor it into the budget. And there's a lot of ways that you can save money. So driving budget airlines. We talked about all those things. If you haven't listened to episode two, you can go back and hear our travel specific tips, but basically you just need to factor it in. So for Fred and I, for example, we, um, we have a lot of family in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And so the travel part we try to do as cheap as we can, but then when we get there, the lodging is usually always free because we stay with family. So that's Mm -hmm. a really helpful way that we can save a bit of money. I don't have a ton of tips on lodging. And so later in the interview, I ask Emily and Jeremy about that. So you can listen in later for more lodging ideas. But basically, you just need to make sure you factor it in. And that is a part of the trip. It's not just the park tickets. It's not just the food. Right. You have to factor in the travel. You have to factor in the lodging. So an idea that I have is Airbnb. I love Mm -hmm. Airbnb. There's a lot of great places. Yes. And um, yeah, that's a great way to save some money. So later on, we'll give some more specific tips about that for travel and lodging. So that's the first category that you need to think of when you think of Disneyland. Or any trip. Any trip, for sure. Yeah, any trip. But Disneyland for today. Yeah, exactly. Second 
category is tickets. So first of all, I hope that everyone knows this, never buy your tickets at the gate. First of all, you're going to wait in line for like a really long time. Second of all, there's always more expensive when you buy them at the park. So buy them ahead of time. And something that we have done in the past is buy a multi-day ticket. So instead of like, if you only have one day, just go for one day, definitely go not in a peak season. There's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like a $30 difference between a peak day and a non-peak day for tickets. So if you can look at that going in the middle of the week rather than a weekend, you're usually going to have less, less crowds and also less, um, they have those money. crowd calendars online too. That's right. I can put a link in the show notes up. to the crowd calendars, but there are definitely better times to go to Disneyland. Like the middle of July, not as good as like the middle of January. So definitely factor that in to go a non-peak time, but a multi-day ticket is a good way to save a bit of money if you have if you have time to go for a few different days. So Fred and I, we went recently um, last November and we did a Canadian resident multi-day ticket. So I'll put a link to this in the show notes too for all my Canadian friends listening. They have a Canadian resident deal. So if you're a Canadian resident, you get a deal on your tickets. It's like 30% off and you have to show proof of Canadian residency when you mm-hmm. go to the gate, but you can get a three, four or five day ticket and it saves a lot of money. So that's mm-hmm. an option. But if you get a multi-day ticket, usually what happens is if you do three days or more, you get a magic morning, which means you get to go in um, one hour before the, everyone else and you get a kind <laughs> of a bonus hour. It's usually less per day if you do the multi-day tickets yes. as well. And if you're wanting to go to multiple parks, that's right. instead of doing a park hopper, a multi-day can be yes. a really nice exactly simpler way to do that right good tip jess so actually we did a family vacation last june and we Mm -hmm. went to disneyland and we did two days so we didn't do like a quite a multi-day ticket because you have to do three days for it to be more Mm multi-day but we just did one park per day so we saved money by not doing a park hopper i think the difference between a one park and a park hopper is like fifty dollars a day Mm -hmm. so you save a lot if you have time for example if you're going to disneyland you only need you could do two days. Mm-hmm. If you're going to Disney World, you need a lot more days. But we went to Disney World also and did multi-day, just one park per day. Saves a lot of money overall by not doing the park hopper. And then just looking around for discounted tickets. So mm-hmm. again, Emily and Jeremy will talk about this in the interview. But basically, there's specific places mm-hmm. that we will send you to that we'll link in the show notes that uh, are legit. Some places are not legit, like never buy them on oh, eBay and stuff. Okay. Because if your name is on the ticket, like if I had a three-day ticket and I used two days. I couldn't give it to Jessica to use for the third day because they take your picture mm. when you go in. Okay. Or use your thumbprint at Disney World. That's good so to know. So never buy tickets just from like some rando. Make sure that you go to a legitimate Disney seller authorized person. So that's tickets. That's the second category. Third category is time, which doesn't really seem like a budget thing. But it's important to think about time when you go to Disneyland because you want to get the most out of time is money. So my husband and I have very different feelings about this. He likes to go leisurely. Sometimes he (laughs) likes to go just for half a day. And I'm like, I want to be there right away when the rope drops, when the park opens. And I want to be there until 12, however long I can be there until Mm -hmm. they kick me out. That's what I want to do. I want to make the most of my day. So if you are factoring that in, let's say you're only going for one day. Mm -hmm. I'd highly recommend that. Usually they're open from 8 to midnight, Disneyland, and so that's like 16 hours. You can do a lot in 16 hours. So getting there right when it opens, that also just helps you get into more, like, lines right away and, uh, like, before the crowd shows up. So we actually have actually a couple audio diaries about my journey through the beginning hour of the day at Disneyland. So we're going to let you take a listen to those to hear a little bit about some of the tips and advantages of getting there early. So take a listen. 
So it's 8.05 and we're here in the park. We got here for rope drop and we're basically walking right onto our first ride. It's good to get here right away so that you can get there and zip right onto a ride before the crowds get too crazy. And um, yeah, I recommend speed walking in the morning so that you can get yourself on a ride right away. Okay, and another thing that you can do to maximize your time is do some research. So there's tons of Disney bloggers out there who have guides on like which ride to go on first, which order to go in, all those kinds of things. And so factoring that in, doing some research, figuring out where to go first, really helpful for maximizing your day. And my last time tip is single rider. So there are a lot of rides at Disney that you can do single rider. Actually, we did this when we went to Disneyland yeah. we went on the Matterhorn and we did single rider because that one can get a long line. And they just put in a fast pass line, but when we went, they didn't have a fast pass. Yeah. But you can be waiting for like an hour for that ride or you can hop in single rider. And and the way time. the ride is, yeah. you're not next to anybody anyways. Exactly. So, so it doesn't really matter. So I'll put a link in the show notes yeah. to all the single rider yeah. and buddy pass lines as well. They have a few buddy passes. Oh, that's nice. And um, I also have a little audio diary from when I did a single rider on my last trip to Disney. Well, let's listen to that. All right. So I'm here on the Matterhorn, and I just got in this single rider line. It's a good way to get on a ride really quickly if you don't mind going by yourself because they get you through a special line. And I only had to wait about maybe five or seven minutes as opposed to like 15 or 20 minutes in the regular line. Um, so one of my favorite time-saving tips that we did when we were at Disneyland this summer was the Max Pass, which I didn't even know was a thing. I knew about the Fast Passes, but the Max Pass is different. Yeah. And I love that you could be in line for one ride. Yes. While getting a max pass for the next ride. Yes. So just to clarify, fast passes are always free. They're included in your ticket, but you have to go to the actual ride, put your park ticket in. You can't scan it. You have to put your actual ticket in, mm -hmm. and then they give you a time to come back to the ride. You go in a, se a separate line. Max pass, you pay $10 a day per person, and you can use the app on your phone to mm -hmm. book your fast pass so you don't have to run all the way around the park. Mm -hmm. So $10 per person. So this is something you decide, like, is this worth it to me or not? Well, the one thing that was really cool that I didn't realize till we were at the park that came with the Max Pass is the pictures. Yeah, the photo pass. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they have their, their professional photographers there all over the place ready to take pictures of you in the different locations. And then after they take the pictures, they just, like, scan your phone. Mm-hmm. And later you can look up and find all your pictures. Yeah, so we you have can download so them all. many good group pictures from Disneyland. Yes that are just ours, and that comes with a max pass. Right. Also to clarify, the photographer people will always take a picture with your phone. You don't have to buy the photo pass. Oh, yes. But because they have a very professional camera, it's going to probably be a better picture, but they will always take a picture on your yeah. phone for you, so you don't have to get the photo pass. But for us, it was really helpful because we took a lot of pictures in front of the castle, mm -hmm. and then we use that as our Christmas card picture. Right. So that was really fun. So, yeah, the Max Pass is definitely a good one. $10 more per, per, per person, person per day. But so I think we probably got at least on three or four more rides during the day just because so. of the Max Pass. Yeah, it's good if you have a big group. Uh, something else that I read on a blog was if you don't want to do the Max Pass, you can designate one person in the group to be like your runner. So I read about a, a mom who had a teenage son who oh. he kind of want he didn't want to always be stuck with mom and dad during the day. And so he would be the fast pass runner. So he would take everyone's tickets. He'd run to the other side of the park, grab the fast passes and come <laughs> back. It gave him some time That's to be nice. independent. It helped mom not to have to go across the park. Mm -hmm. And so that's also an option if you're like, oh, I don't want to do 10 
dollars per person per day you could just Ooh, have a, a runner good. that's nice um also sort of the cheater way to do this is if you have a big group let's say you have 10 people in your group you could buy max passes for only five of them and then you still get the photos you can share all the photos with each other and technically as long as half the people in your party have a fast pass usually the cast members will let you in so that's sort of like you can decide ethically how you feel about that <laughs> but that is also an option yeah. So that's time. It's a big category. There's a lot of things you can do, but definitely good to maximize your time while you're there. The next tip that we have is for food. And you can bring as much food as you want to into the park. They're not going to take it away. You can't bring alcohol and you can't bring like, like you could bring a cooler if you wanted to, but then you have to like lug it around all day. But Mm -hmm. you can take in basically as much food as you want. And so that's great. Yeah. I packed it a lot the same way that I would pack for the airport traveling because yeah. it's the same type of stuff, stuff that's going to be easy, stuff that's on the go, stuff that's, you know, you use up the whole thing and are not ending up with bulk afterwards. Right. So string cheese, cheese and crackers, oranges, cheese and crackers, granola bars, granola bars, trail mix, things like that. Pretzels. And that sort of, yeah. And that is not going to keep you going the full 16 hours. You're probably going to want to buy something in the park. Yeah. But if you at least have most of your food already brought, you're spending a lot less money in the park on the food. Yes. And Fred and I, what we like to do is we like to do one meal a day in the park and Mm -hmm. maybe one like special snack. So we'll Mm -hmm. like share a Dole Whip or we'll share like a, we shared a churro one time. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to pay for $5 churros for two people. So we like shared it. Each had a few bites. So yeah, again, not cheap, not yeah. But being frugal, you could yeah. share those things. Speaking of sharing, yes, you have another audio diary. I do. Right? So I went to California Adventure Adventure with my um, with, with our my, other sister with our other sister and my brother in law and my husband. And here's an audio diary about one of the meals that we had. Okay, greetings from uh, Disney California Adventure. I'm here with my sister Rebecca and brother-in-law Josh and my husband Fred. And we are at the Paradise Garden Grill. And a good frugal tip for Disneyland that we've learned is that if you're going to buy a meal, it's better to buy a big meal and share with two people instead of buy two meals. So, for example, we got the street tacos. It came with three tacos and it had beans and rice and cheese. And we split it between two people and we used my sister's annual pass holder discount for 10% off. And so our total was $12.60 and that fed both Fred and I. Fred, are you feeling full? He nodded his head. He's a little shy. He doesn't want to be on the podcast yet. So <laughs> so that was our meal. I'm feeling pretty full. Rebecca and Josh, are you feeling full? Also, yay! Their heads are nodding. They also shared a meal. And it's a great way to do that. And we also got free cups of ice water, which is very refreshing on a hot Southern California day. So that's a fun Disneyland tip for you guys. So food. Definitely can save a lot of money. I would recommend definitely buying a few small things in the park if you want to. However, Fred and I went one time and we bought ice cream. That was what, the only thing we bought all day was That's we it. shared one ice cream. We were super on a budget, still getting out of debt, and we did PB&J for all the meals. So definitely you can go super frugal mm-hmm. or you could throw in a few snacks. I remember when we that. were little, mom would buy us Lunchables. Oh, man. This is so smart. Which was a huge treat for us because... Mom never bought Lunchables. She never bought Lunchables. And, you know, Lunchables don't cost that much money, but, oh, it was the biggest treat it was for such us a ever. Treat. So we thought we were getting this 
extraordinary. Yeah, when really mom was saving like $6 per yes. kid by not buying a kid's yes. meal. Yes. So Lunchables are a good one. Yes. And they make grown-up Lunchables, too, that have, like, nuts and, like, fancier they cheeses do. and those kinds of things. So you could get a grown-up Lunchable as well. You could. Yeah. Yeah. So bring in your own and uh, and or share your meals. Okay, our last tip is, uh, or category, is on souvenirs. And so, again, this is definitely where they get you. They get you <laughs> on this. You can buy so many things when you get there. So a lot of things you can do is plan ahead. So as always, as we talked about in our, Mm -hmm. our travel episode, episode two, planning ahead and just like Mm -hmm. with travel and things that you do, planning ahead in the budget, doing those things. Planning and budgets are good friends. They are good friends. I think so. So something that you can do, for example, if you have little kids, you can buy Disney clothes ahead of time. You don't have to buy it when you get there. You buy a princess dress before you go and let them wear the princess dress. We bought our niece a little princess or a little Minnie Mouse dress. That's right. We bought her a Minnie Mouse dress. So then she wore it when she's there. They didn't have to buy her one there. It was great. So you can do that. You can also plan ahead money. So you could say, I'm going to take out this much money Mm -hmm. and I have it in cash. And that's what I'm going to spend on my souvenir. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if you're there and you didn't plan ahead, you're like, I really want a souvenir, but I didn't budget. And you feel kind of guilty. Better to have it in the budget from the get-go and just know that you're going to use it. Um, wait until the end of your time. This is one of my favorite tips is sometimes, for example, last time we went to Disneyland, we went for five days. And so every day you're looking in the gift shops and you're thinking about all the things that you want. We just looked every day and we're like, is this a thing that I want? If I Mm -hmm. want it, I can look at it the next day. It'll still be there. Mm -hmm. And, um, we ended up actually getting nothing, which is a tip that we're going to share later. But yeah, just waiting until the end, especially for little kids. If we went with some kids recently and, we just said, okay, you can get one souvenir. They had their family had budgeted for one souvenir, and we just said you have to wait till the end of the day. First of all, for carrying it around, right? So annoying, right? No one wants um, to carry their crap. But also, all day. then they just have to think about it all day. They're like, mm-hmm. what do you really want from the day? Like, what's something that you really? What's your favorite ride or your favorite character? Or what do you want to take home? So doing that, and then my other favorite souvenir tip is pins. So <laughs> Disney pins is like a big like a rabbit hole that you can go down that there's so many pins that Disney does. So basically there's a pin for everything. And if you buy them new, they're anywhere between like six and like $15. But what you can do is you can buy a bunch of pins like on eBay, for example. And then anytime you go into the Disney parks, they have people who do pin trading. So you can pin trade between people if you meet some another Disney mm-hmm. enthusiast there and you can trade pins with them. But all of the stores, they have a few pins. And so it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. So mm-hmm. I bought a lot on eBay for, I think, like $25. I used some birthday money to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I had like 25 pins. And then when I went in, everywhere I went, I was looking at their pins. And then I traded ones that I didn't really like for ones that I did like. And then I started collecting little sets. So I really love Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh. And I can put a link to this in the show notes. But I found a bunch of Winnie the Pooh ones that are white oval pins with the silhouette of the different characters. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking around for these yeah. silhouette pins all day yeah. and it was so fun. And so doing pins is really good, especially for kids. If you don't want to buy them all of the souvenirs, mm-hmm. you could say, here's your, you get 10 pins again, buy them on eBay and then they can trade their pins. And then mm-hmm. it's, it's like an experience too. And the cast members yes. will always, they trade always with trade you. with you. Yeah. So they but can't, they can't say no. Right. But if you're trading between people. With just another customer there. Yes. They, of course. It's not their, their personal p- pins. It's just the pins for the store or whatever. Yeah. 
But if you're trading with a person, you both have to agree to trade yes. pins. So Disney pin trading etiquette for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I actually saw a guy the last time I was there, he had a Tigger pin with the Tigger silhouette and I really wanted it. And I said, would you be willing to trade your Tigger? And he said, no. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. It's okay. It's your prerogative. Because if you would add Tigger, you wouldn't have traded him either. I wouldn't have no. either. I like to wear the pins that I would trade out and then keep the ones that I want oh, somewhere else. A lot nice. of people like to wear all of their pins. And you put it on a like I a put lanyard it on a lanyard. thing. Again, okay. they sell Disney lanyards. My sister gave me one from the hospital that she works at. So <laughs> it's like bright blue and it has the name of the hospital. But I use that as my pin lanyard and it yeah. was free and she didn't want it. And so yeah. you could get one at a thrift store or an old lanyard that you have laying around. So that's a good way. Some people have vests or they put on their backpack mm. or like different places. So that's a bit of a brief overview for the five categories of ways that you can save money. And now... I don't think it's brief. <laughs> not brief. Okay. <clears throat> so that's our overview of the five different categories where you can save some money when you, if you decide to go to Disneyland. Now we have a special treat, yeah. which is my interview with Emily and Jeremy. Yes, let's listen in. And this happened while you were up in Canada, so that's I was right. not able to be there for this interview. That's right. But so I got it, to enjoy it after the fact. Yeah, that's right. So we hope you enjoy it, and you can learn from all of their wisdom and experience as well. Okay, so today in the studio we have friends and Disney enthusiasts, Emily and Jeremy Wood, and uh, they have been on the podcast before, so if you didn't hear the part two of our downsizing series, Emily and Jeremy also had some awesome things to share there. Uh, welcome back to the studio, guys. Hello. Thanks. It's great to be back. So um, as you know, we start off with a fast five, and yes. today I've designed my own fast five Disneyland questions. Yes. Okay. Good. So... Um, I just mm. want you to answer as quickly as you can, and this is just to kind of get you in the zone to get ready to talk about your frugal Disney tips. Yep, love it. Okay, first question. Favorite Disneyland snack? A pickle. Dole Whip. Nice. <laughs> um, favorite ride at Disneyland? Jungle Cruise. I like Splash Mountain. Nice. Um, Disneyland or Disney World? Disneyland. Disneyland. Whoa, <laughs> that was like the same time. We are on the West Coast. Yeah, so. that's, that's true. A little part of it. Yeah. But Disneyland was Walt's Park. Yeah. So let's be honest. Hard to compare, but yes, yeah. different pros and cons. Uh, okay, Disneyland must see character, one that you always want to go say hi to. Goofy. I mean, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, mine's Winnie the Pooh. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the last question is dark ride or roller coaster? Roller coaster. I might say dark ride, wow. but I love roller coasters. Yeah. But the dark rides are so classic. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They, they're both fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, well, I asked Emily and Jeremy to come on today because um, I think it is Emily who got me into <laughs> loving Disneyland so much. Emily was my roommate for three years. And I think in the course of being friends with Emily, I know that she's gone to Disneyland probably like five or six times. Yeah, at least. In the last like 10 years. So... Anyways, uh, maybe yeah. more, maybe 11 years. I've known you 11 years. So Emily's mm -hmm. gone a lot, and so I thought that she could offer some of her tips today uh, just because she really is the expert. And um, before she shares, Emily and I have this game that she taught me that whenever I go to Disneyland, I always yeah. send her pictures of yeah, like yes. random things game. on the rides. And I send them to her, and she always knows what they are. Like 80% of the time, mm -hmm. you guess it right. It's like a lamp or like yeah. a sign or like the corner of a sign the corner of a sign <laughs> and she she gets it almost every time I so love that she game. is Keeps me sharp she's very <laughs> very knowledge. good at knowing her disneyland stuff so mm -hmm. emily please share with us your it could be disneyland slash disney world because i know that they're mm -hmm. similar tips yeah 
Yeah. So I think my biggest tip is for tickets. As mm-hmm. you're looking around purchasing tickets, there are some authorized third-party sellers okay, that you can, can you, do. So never buy tickets couple? from like eBay or something yep. like that. But these ones are like, okay, like Legit. Disney sells them. Yep. So undercovertourist.com yes, is one. one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Getaway Today is my actual favorite. That one usually has the best deals. Yes. And then Park Savers. Oh, so what one. I usually do when I'm looking for tickets is I'll look at the Disneyland site and then those three sites and compare the prices mm-hmm. and then buy them. And you can, so they have, all of those have different deals throughout the year. So like we just had Thanksgiving a few weeks ago and there was a big Black Friday deal at Getaway Today. Day. So we yes. were able to buy our tickets mm-hmm. for Disneyland. Oh, you bought yours. Okay. We're, yeah, we're yeah. Yeah, getting tickets for Disneyland. And our, our trip's not till August, but we the can get them. The tickets are good for like the a year, right? Good, yeah, for a year. So if yeah. they have a certain deal that pops up, you can like sign up for their emails and get those Right, and deals. you can buy your tickets way in advance if you yep. know that you're going. Exactly. Yeah, but you definitely want to make sure that you are going because you have to put your name on the ticket and you can't mm-hmm. transfer them. Yeah. So that's a good tip as well that like you can't yeah. be like, I'll just buy a ticket and like see if I'll mm-hmm. go. Like that's mm-hmm. not a good idea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then even like if you're wanting to get a hotel too, a lot of those will do like bundle and save. So yep. you can like bundle your yes. tickets and your hotels and you get even yep. more of a discount. So yes. that's definitely, those are good things to look at. And Getaway Good. Today with their hotels, they have a lot of like, if you're staying for like four or more nights, you get one night free type of thing. Yes. That's so those good. are really good. Okay. Good too. And something I am not an expert in, I have been to Disneyland a lot in the last couple of years, but something yeah. that I never have to do is... I've never had to book a hotel really mm-hmm. because I've always stayed with friends or family. Yeah. Yep. So could you share a little bit about your tips on hotels and yeah. doing like the resorts versus mm-hmm. like the the discount ones and all yep. those kinds of things? Yeah. yeah. So um, we are part of the, the Disney Vacation Club, uh, yes. which basically just means like we're on a, a point system. Like a timeshare. Like, kind of like a timeshare um, with Disneyland properties. Um, well, Disneyland and Disney World properties. Right. So uh, we don't have that many points a year, but they don't really take that many points for staying a few days. Yeah. Um, so if we want to stay on property, um, on like Disneyland, Disneyland Hotel or Grand California, Paris Pier, we can save up our points or uh, get them from future years or whatever mm-hmm. um, and splurge a little bit. And yep do that yeah the disneyland and disney world hotels are more expensive than like the cheaper ones it's different between oh so in disneyland yeah they're more expensive for sure than the ones that are close by and the thing with disneyland is that the non-disney owned hotels are right across the street from the park so it's really easy to stay off property is what the words and be able to like walk to the park still without having to pay that much money and even like the hotel we stayed we've stayed in a lot of hotels across like that are close to disneyland and there you can get some good deals for cheap we Mm -hmm. did two nights for like 300 dollars, which 150 a night in anaheim is really good pretty good yeah Yeah. so um yeah and deals for looking at those i usually look at Mm. trivago.com and see like what the cheapest one is and then i go to that hotel site because it's usually cheaper on the actual hotel site rather than on like those types of like expedia or something like that it's always cheaper on the actual hotel site yes so yeah, that's the yeah. that's a good way to do it. For Disney World, it can yeah. be cheap. It it's the same price, if not a bit cheaper, to stay on property. I think so because yeah. of you don't have to have the car. Like you have the Disney transportation, and even like the like we got places for like seventy five bucks a night on property. Because yeah. if you do the value hotels yes. there, so Disney World, it's a bit better to actually do an on property hotel. Disneyland, yes, splurge if you can because those hotels are really nice. But if you can't, like they're just they're on non. Non-Disney hotels are right across the street, so it's really right. easy. And the Disney-affiliated hotels near yep. Disneyland are called... Good, Good Neighbor Good, Hotels. Good Neighbor Hotels. Yep. So those ones often will have, like, a shuttle to the park. Yep. Like, yeah. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But they usually, like, 
do they include breakfast? Not include. Breakfast, it depends on the hotel. Yeah. So a lot of those have the hotel chain. So like, there's Best Western, Marriott, sure. Holiday Inn, and mm-hmm. a lot of those will include breakfast. Yeah. There's like also Super Eight, Motel Six. So there's yeah. kind of all across the spectrum for like motel with like kind of a not nice bed to like really nice totally yeah. suites and everything yeah. really close to disneyland and we i've stayed in all of them yeah, <laughs> of the different sure kinds over there yeah so, and like i mean it is walking distance but it does get tiring to it's walk a long a lot. walk especially at the end of the day yeah when you just want to be home and then right. a cab ride or an uber is like four bucks so sometimes yeah. that's worth it worth after walking forever. especially if you're like with a group or with yep. your yeah. family or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good okay so property yeah. tickets any yeah. other any other tips that you have for your frugal vacations? Well, depending on where you live, we have gone down a few times just like yeah. caravanning with friends. That's true. And uh, we found that like we, we live in Washington. So um, depending on the season, the a plane ticket for four of us is yeah. more expensive than if we just drove. Totally. Like, and there's, I mean, it's 21, 22 hours away. So mm-hmm. you have to plan that. But right. But if you're splitting the costs. And yeah, if everyone yeah. pays for a tank of gas, it's super cheap. Okay. Yeah. And even with people like splitting like a big hotel room, we've done that yeah. a few times and that's cheaper yes. that way too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially like um, if you go to Disney World, mm-hmm. the hotel rooms are huge. So yeah. last year actually, mm-hmm. Fred and I went on basically Emily's family vacation. <laughs> it was great. It was so awesome. Her parents were so nice. And we stayed with them and we have like eight adults in a room. Now when I say a room, not like yeah. a small hotel room, like they had like different bedrooms and they had also like a kitchen kitchen. and stuff but we stayed with them and that was really nice because Mm -hmm. there was room for us to join and they were going anyways yeah so that was really helpful for Mm -hmm. us to be able to just Mm -hmm. zip into their hotel room yeah and i loved just a side note i loved the art of animation hotel oh yeah so we stayed in the lion king room which Mm -hmm. was one of emily's dreams lion king is her favorite movie disney movie and um it was super cheap it was like i think between the four of us, yeah. it was like less than $200. So we like paid half, you paid half. Yeah. And I had a pull out bed. So we slept in the living room. And there were two bathrooms. Yeah. And it was yeah. like so pretty nice. big, had a kitchen. Like it was really nice. So yeah. Art of Animation is great. That's a good and one. It's super mm-hmm. fun. It has so like fun. Little Mermaid and Lion King yeah. cars. It was super fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you have any last tips before we. Well, go? just as we were talking about hotels, just saying that. If you stay on property for Disneyland or Disney World, you get an early entry to one park every day. Yes. So it's what they switch back and forth, but that's yes. nice. You get an hour in before the rest of the public, which can help with doing things that you yes. want to do at the parks. Also, yeah. a three-day or more yeah. ticket, you get a magic morning. For Disneyland. So, yeah. yes, for mm-hmm. Disneyland. So that's good. And for Disney World. Yes. Oh, uh, no. No. I think it's because you're staying on property. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Not magic morning. Early. Early, early entry. Ed- entry? Extra early? magic hours. Extra that's magic hour. Called. That's what they're yeah. called. Anyways. Yeah. So having those extra magic hours or magic mornings really do help extend the experience Mm -hmm. also because you get in an hour before everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, what about food? Do you have any (laughs) food tips for Disneyland? Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, sharing food is obviously helpful. The portions are large. But what I like to do is I like to snack. Like I'll, instead of buying like a big meal, I'll get like some little snacks here and there. And a snack can mean like a churro or a Dole Whip. Or it could mean like they have like sandwiches that are count that are like five bucks that are pretty big that you can eat yeah. totally. some people do like the turkey legs i don't really like the turkey legs yeah. but some people like and the they're turkey like twelve dollars yeah they're expensive they're huge meat, though. yeah though. i saw like one you when could, I was there yeah you can it's share massive. a turkey leg between like two to three people easily yes. no problem <laughs> no problem yes and then it's fun too during like christmas time when they have like they'll have different events throughout the year where there's like the little food booths 
And those are great because you can like have little snack sized portions of yummy mm-hmm. food. Yes. yes. Totally. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, before we share your do or don't tip, do you have any flight tips? Yeah. For people who might consider oh. flying. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been on all of the... All the airlines. The the cheap airlines. <laughs> what are they called? Yes. Yeah. What are they called? Budget I'm, airlines. Budget airlines. Yep. The ones where you like pay for your carry-on kind yeah, of airlines? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any recommendations um, for the listeners? I don't know how where it flies from, but like our most recent one is actually the newest one. It's called Swoop. That's in Canada. Is oh. that in Canada? Yeah, but it is a good one. Does it fly to LAX? It might actually. Nice. I think okay. they do. Swoop. All right. From from Canada. Yeah. That one's really nice. I really liked Allegiant. Yeah. That's probably been Allegiant my favorite one good. of all the ones of yep. Spirit and Frontier and stuff. Yeah. Those ones don't often pop up on like if you do Expedia or like yes. Google Flights. Those are all those are separate. So That's if you're searching tip. for flights on like Expedia or Google Flights, you also need to search on their specific websites. You gotta go to spirit.com and yes. frontier.com and allegiant.com yes. in order to search those. Yep. And we always check from like multiple airports. Yep. If your travel dates aren't set, it's good to go and Flexible dates. Flexible dates. Yeah. And there's a few airports in the yeah. area. So I often fly into LAX just because I find there's more flight options. Yeah. So it's like there's usually more airlines that fly into mm-hmm. it and it's like a lot yeah. more times of the day. Mm-hmm. But what other airports are in the area? Yeah. So there's can't... SNA, which is the Orange County Airport. Okay. And that one is like 15, 20 minutes from Disneyland itself. So that's the closest one. Okay. Long Beach Airport is also one you can fly into as well. Yes. And in general, those two are cheaper if you're going to pay for public transit or Uber to get to the park or to your hotel near the park. Good it's cheaper one. to do that. Because LA is like a bit far. Yeah, LAX yeah. is a bit farther. So you're paying more yes. to get there, depending on how your, your airport transfers, if you're doing taxi, Uber, renting a car or whatever. But, right. There's also Burbank, yeah. which is close yep. by. Yep. And a lot of them, it depends on where you live as to which ones will be the best deal. So we always totally. check. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> when we're looking at flights. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, Emily and I actually went on a Disneyland trip a couple of years ago. It was my, <laughs> so uh, we're out of debt and I'm going to Disneyland with Emily. Lifelong dream trip. <laughs> and it was so fun. Such and we blast. flew on Spirit. And actually, mm-hmm. I found a flight. This oh, was yeah, that's crazy. Right. So I found a flight from Seattle, which was like a couple of hours away from where you guys were living. But it was like a bit of a, mm-hmm. not too bad of a drive. It was like $46 from Seattle mm-hmm. to L.A. Yeah, and Emily and I, awesome. like, we checked a bag together. So mm-hmm. instead of each of us checking a bag, and because it was Spirit, you have to pay for your carry-ons as yeah. well. Uh, I just brought my backpack, yeah. and then we checked a bag. Like, I went to her house the night before. She threw in all her stuff. Mm-hmm. I, like, checked that, and then we only paid for one check bag between yeah. the two of us. So and I usually think, with those, the check bags are cheaper than the carry-ons. Yes. Bags. So yeah. that's a good tip as well. So you yeah. can check. Because some airlines, it's like if you can do two carry-ons, you can really pack it full as long yeah. as you keep your toiletries small. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a budget airline, and it is often cheaper to check a bag and to mm-hmm. pay before you yeah. go yes. get to the airport. Absolutely. So you usually mm-hmm. have to decide that beforehand. But if you plan ahead, which mm-hmm. is something that Jessica and I talk a lot about on the podcast, mm-hmm. planning ahead really does help you save that money. So yeah. you're not like, oh, should I check a bag? Like, I don't really know. Plan mm-hmm. ahead. Emily and I did that. We checked a bag together. And I think yeah. it was like 50 Great. bucks together. Mm-hmm. So we shared that. Split and that it. was really mm-hmm. cheaper than each of us checking our own. So yeah, that was good. I have yet found, like after that, experience i have not found a 46 dollar mm, flight that was, spirit. Yeah. that was a really good deal and it was around thanksgiving that was crazy yeah it was yeah. right before that anyways all i say check around do your research yeah research ahead. is a big part of it and i love the research for yes. that type of travel mm-hmm. so yes so if you're married or you're going with friends and someone likes doing that like i'm also that person i yeah. love buying plane tickets for mm-hmm. whatever um maybe appoint that person to do some research and if it's something yep. that you hate doing don't be the one to research it and you can pack the bag instead. Of course. So sharing, sharing the task.
All right. Before we let <laughs> yes. you guys go, I would love to hear your do it or don't tip for Disneyland. Mine doesn't really have to do with money. That's okay. Okay. I That's would say fine. Disneyland and Disney World, like the rides are great, the attractions are great, yep. the characters are great, Always everything my is great. Parts. Yep. Yeah, it's all wonderful. But just like spend some time just like walking around and like not doing anything. Like sit there, watch some people, grab a Dole Whip or an ice cream, churro, and just like enjoy the ambiance because that's so much of what the Disney parks are. That's my favorite part about yes. the about being there is just like sitting on Main Street, eating some ice cream, watching families go by on their vacation. It's just so fun. Or just like sitting in front of the castle and gazing up at the castle for an hour. It's just the best in the evening. <laughs> my favorite, favorite time. That's a good tip. Yeah. So yeah. I like that because then that. you go back not just like exhausted from the experience, yeah. but then you're like, I actually enjoy yeah. being there. And I know, like, sometimes you can spend the whole time just rushing from one ride to another. Yeah. And, like, sometimes that's those times. Me. That's yeah. me on yes, the trips. I know. And Fred's like, let's just sit and watch the castle. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, Which is ride. why you need both. You need yes, both. Yes, you need both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's good just to stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good tip. And there are lots of roses to smell. Yeah. That's true. All right, Jeremy, what's your do it or don't All right. Um, mine is about splurging a little bit. Ooh, yeah. good one. Um, good. If you are there multiple days, um, we, Emily and I, have... Uh, found it easier to uh, splurge and get a park hopper. Oh, yeah. Um, because, um, well, if you're there for two days, you can do one day at Disneyland. And we're talking about Disneyland specifically. Um, one day at Disneyland, one day at DCA. And then, uh, but if we're there for a little bit three longer, or three or more, mm-hmm. we, we want to go one day at Disneyland, one day at DCA, and then the third day pick our favorite rides and then or favorite yep. attractions or whatever and then go back and forth. Go back and, forth. and sometimes okay. we'll be looking at the app and be like, we'll be in Disneyland and be like, oh wait, the wait at, at the Guardians yep. Galaxy ride is really short. Let's go over there. And you can yeah. just like run across and go do that. And then you'll be like, oh look, now the wait at Splash Mountain is short. So you can right. go back and forth yeah. really easily. Okay. Disney World, that's not so that's easy. That's not, so, not easy. so easy. So it may not be as Maybe good to splurge to there. Yeah. Depending on what you want to do. But okay. Disneyland is definitely worth it, yeah. I think. Interesting tip, because my advice yeah. would actually be the opposite. I know. So yeah. Fred and I just went for five days and we did we just picked one park per day and we saved like a hundred dollars on each mm-hmm. of our tickets by not doing a park hopper. And we were just like, today's our Disneyland day. And we just like yeah. committed mm-hmm. and we just did it. So that's why it's a do it or don't, mm-hmm. because it's for everyone. It's a different one. But yeah. if you want to specifically like get on all the rides and you want to have like make the most of your experience, yeah. the park hopper can be a really good option because yeah. you mm-hmm. can go back and forth yeah. and not be stuck at one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing all of your Disney tips and tricks with us today. I knew when we were thinking about doing this episode that there is no one else I would rather <laughs> have on the podcast to share all of their wisdom. So thank you so much. And we'll put all of your suggestions for all of your websites in the show notes so Perfect. you guys can check Good. that out. Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much, Emily and Jeremy. Yeah, woohoo. Awesome. I always love hearing from Emily and Jeremy. Yeah, they're very fun. They're so fun. Yes. So Emily and Jeremy did share a do it or don't tip, but uh, we have a do it or don't tip as well. Bonus for you. A bonus do it or don't. So Jessica, do you want to share our do it or don't? (laughs) Our do it or don't is don't buy a souvenir. <laughs> Sometimes they end up just being little tchotchkes that are all over the house that you don't even want anyways. Right. So you, if you don't buy a souvenir, you're just focused on the memories and the pictures and that becomes the souvenir. So right. I've been so many places that I have not brought back a souvenir from. Yeah. But I have pictures and I have stories to tell of the things and that for me is more than sufficient. So do it or don't. Yeah. And this, this is you. something, like I mentioned earlier, that Fred and I did last time we went. We had been to Disneyland a couple times. And we thought, you know what? We were just here a couple months ago. We bought 
our souvenirs then and we didn't buy anything when we went in November and we have pictures. I did my pin trading. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That Mm -hmm. was all. So definitely keep that in mind that it's, there's always the option to not buy a souvenir. Yes. So we want to hear from you. Do you guys have any Disney tips, tricks that you use at Disneyland? Do you have Disney pictures you would love to share with us? Because we would love to see them. And we will put some pictures up. Yeah, we'll put some pictures from our trip to Disneyland. Yeah, On the show notes. And you can find the show notes at frugaliciouspod.com. And that has all the information about this episode. Or if you were curious about something in a previous episode, you can always go back and look at those show notes. You can also get in touch with us by emailing us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. That's F-R-U-G-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S-P-O-D.com. And you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at frugaliciouspod. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. Don't bind to the FOMO, we spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no, because every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at, and where the money's at, (laughs) we do the budget dance! Thanks for listening to this episode of Fruitlicious. Our music is by Atoria. Special thanks to our mom for bringing Lunchables to Disneyland. Thanks, Mom! You can subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes, and we'd love it if you'd rate or review us to let us know what you think and to help other people find out about the show. Thanks for listening, and let's make the world a more frugalicious place. Okay, any any do it or don't tips that you guys have? For, oh yes, I or have do you one. have any last tips? Sorry. I oh, I off. think you shared a lot of the ones that I would have said. Okay, like food, sharing food. Oh yeah. Okay. Snacking. Sometimes buying snacks is cheaper than buying an actual meal. Okay, let's talk about that. Jessica, okay. you can edit all this out. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm diving back <laughs> in you. before the do it or don't tip. Yeah. Cool. Oh, sorry, Jessica. I just okay. For like staying at a Disneyland hotel, <laughs> oh. the on-property hotels, you get the early entry. I don't know if you Ooh. need to mention that. Good one. Do we need to mention that? Yeah, you can say it. We can just okay. add it in. Yeah. Take this out. You can edit it out. <laughs> I don't know if you do for Disney World. I'm not sure that you do either. I just said it. Did you talk? Sorry, Jessica. Oh,